Hey folks, this is Liz, Life with Liz. Thanks for joining me today on my podcast. It is November 3rd, Election Day. And um, I want to introduce y'all to somebody who I met at the uh, Trump rally a week or so ago. And um, his name is Edward X. Young. And uh, Edward is a, I won't call him a starving actor, but he's an actor and he calls himself, he's a self-described, well, he self-describes himself as the world's greatest uh, Trump supporter. Is that right, Edward? Ed? Uh, uh, Well, uh, I was featured, I was featured in some press coverage as the world's greatest Trump supporter. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I can say, I can honestly say that I, I worked for the Trump campaign as a volunteer in New York City in 2015 and 2016. That I was there in the Midtown Hilton Hotel on that famous night or morning, that famous morning of uh, November 9th, 2016 at, at 2.30 in the morning when President Trump made it. He, he took Pennsylvania and became the president-elect. So I was there, and I, I have been—I have been to 47 rallies for for candidate and then President Trump. So, and uh, and and in fact, I've I've been going to a lot of rallies in the past in the past nine days, in the past ten days. I have been to uh, seven rallies in the past ten days. I've gone as far south as North Carolina far west as Columbus, Ohio, and as far north as Manchester, New Hampshire, and I now live in New Jersey, so it's been a lot of driving. Wow. I How many, what'd you just say? I cut you off. How many miles? What'd you say? Okay, close, very, very close to 3,000 miles in the past week and a half. <laughs> uh, I, I hope my car doesn't just fall to pieces. <laughs> I it's guess. A, it's, it's a Subaru Forester. They're pretty reliable. <laughs> Well, gosh, Ed, I tell you, that's amazing. Um, so, Ed, well, I got to ask you this, right? Why in the world are you doing this? You know, th- especially this go around. But what is it about, you know, Donald J. Trump and now and since four years ago, you know, President Donald J. Trump that that, that has drawn you to do such um, traveling and work so hard because this is not an easy thing that you are doing at all. It's an expensive thing that I'm doing too because I've got to deal with my boss. I do take off from work. I have a day job as well as being an actor. So I've lost a lot of salary and spent a lot of money on gas and hotels and meals on the road. But I believe it's worth it for, for two reasons. For, for two reasons I do it. Uh, the, the first reason I would say is uh, I haven't been to 47 or however many you've done, but I have been to about four, I think, here in New Hampshire. Yeah. No, I, 
I, I've been to four in New Hampshire also. We were probably all at the same event. Uh, but uh, I was going to say, there's not, nothing like a Trump rally. I feel sorry for the people, even my liberal friends who didn't have a chance to go, because it's an amazing experience, a phenomenon I've never seen before. Uh, I mean, I'll give it to you this way. I, I, I lived in New Hampshire when Ronald Reagan first ran for president. I worked for the Ronald Reagan campaign uh, as a high school student and then when I was in college. And I do remember, you can look it up in the Manchester Union Leader, there was a there was a time when Ronald Reagan threw a rally in the armory in Manchester. Yep. And he invited his friend, the actor Lloyd Nolan, to join him. <laughs> and I remember the next day in the newspapers, it was a really big deal. I mean, what they said was, it was amazing that almost a thousand people showed up. <laughs> wow. If almost a thousand people showed up for a Trump rally, <laughs> that would be a dismal showing. You know, I mean, <laughs> we're in Manchester. I don't know what the figures were. That airport was filled. I heard there was something between 30 and 50,000 people there. And, uh, and after I went to the last rally in Manchester, actually at the Londonderry Yes. Um, airport. Yep. Uh, I mean, that was on Monday. That was Monday, like the, nine days ago. That was Monday, and it was very cold because I wanted to get frog roll. <laughs> and so I drove, I, I, I drove there the night before. I showed up at nine o'clock at night the night before, <laughs> and I just opened a folding chair, and I was wearing thermal underwear and, and a heavy coat, a blanket, uh, and I sat outside in line. I sat outside in line all night to be sure that I would be there when the rally started. I think it was about one o'clock in the afternoon, but uh, but it got really cold. Yeah. I could see my breath. I heard it was about 30, 30 degrees. <laughs> but, I, but I endured that. Yeah. And, and I, drove three, I drove 350 miles from New Jersey to get there. But as soon as the rally was over, I ran into some great friends of mine. I'll mention their names. Mark Paul Jones and his wife Christine Jones, and they're from Pennsylvania, and I've seen them at a lot of rallies. Uh huh. And, and we we reunited at at the at the Manchester rally, and we we both separately left that rally. I I slept for a, I'm from Manchester originally, but I went to a high school friend's house. I slept for exactly two hours, had a meal, and hit the road to go to the Allentown, New Jersey, the Allentown, Pennsylvania Trump rally, which was the next morning at 11 a.m. And I drove all night. Oh and uh, when I got to Allentown, I got there at 3.45 in the morning on Tuesday. This is the day after Manchester. And uh, it was pouring rain. I mean, that was a great rally, too. And it poured, and it poured, <laughs> and it stopped pouring. And the canopy, but they were, they were using push brooms to brush the water off the stage. But then you can't bring umbrellas into these rallies. They could be hidden weapons. That's so right. I was just standing, silt. And after the rally was over, a gentleman with an umbrella approached me. And so he had to be important if he had an umbrella. He had an mm -hmm. umbrella in a suit. He said, hold it, you, you, I've got to talk to you. I recognize you. <laughs> and I said, yes, then who are you? He said, my name is Chris. I said, Chris who? He said, Chris Herndon. I said, the name sounds familiar. He said, yes, I'm the... Uh, I'm the Chief of Operations Officer for the White House staff. I said, do you want to talk to me? <laughs> he goes, yes, I have to ask. Did I see you in Manchester, New Hampshire yesterday? <laughs> I said, yes, sir, you did. And he said, and you're here now, this morning. And I said, yes, sir. 
And he said, well, did you fly? I said, no, I drove. He said, that's like 350 miles. He said, how long did that take you to drive? I said, about seven hours. He said, how did you sleep? I said, I really didn't. I slept for about two hours when I came here. And he said, why? The same question you're asking. Yep. And I said, I said, because, and this is the serious part. I said, because all things aside, all the fun aside, yep. I truly believe our nation was in trouble. And I believe that President Trump was sent by God to ensure that Abraham Lincoln's promise that the government of the people, by the people, and for the people will not perish from the face of this earth. And so I have to support this man. And, he, and I told him it was my 44th rally. I aimed it to make at least 45 rallies, symbolic 45 rallies. Yep. For 45. And he said, well, where do you intend to go for the 45th rally? And I said, well, I understand uh, in two days' time he's going to have a rally in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And uh, the, the, the chief of operations officer said, no, you, you can't go there. You're going to drive? And I said, yeah. And he said, I know for a fact that's about 650 miles from there. <laughs> I said, yeah. How long will that take you to drive? I said, I, I calculate 12 or 13 hours. I'll need to take some breaks. He said, you're, you're not going to drive to North Carolina. And I said, oh, you can make book on it. I will. And he said to me, I must take your picture. I said, why? He said, because I want to tell the boss about you. I said, sure, take my picture. So then I drove, 13, 13 hours I drove. The next day I made it to North Carolina and I got on walk with my friends who made it down here, Mark and Christine. And we were there when it was still dark. It was maybe 4 o'clock in the morning and we got on line. We were among the first people in line. And, and sadly, the North Carolina rally got canceled late in the afternoon because there were hurricane force winds and tornado warnings, so they canceled it. They said it would be too, too risky either way, and Air Force One there in the middle of tornado warnings. But, but this is the best part. It was two days later after New Hampshire, and I was in line from about four in the morning. I was in line for about 10 hours before they, they called it, but around noontime, <laughs> a, lim a, limo a limo comes driving up to the line that I'm in, and it comes to a stop in front of me, and this guy jumps out. And it's Chris, it's the chief of operations officer. And he recognized me because I've got a large beard right now. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten to that yet. And so, no, anyway, but he, yeah. <laughs> but he said, this is, this is great. He said, there you are. I recognize you. I knew I'd recognize you. I didn't expect to see you. You said you were going to be here. And he goes, I got to tell you something. He said, I was talking to the boss yesterday and I showed him your picture. And you know what he said? He said, Oh yeah, I know that guy. I see him at all my rallies. I see him on the news a lot. I said, the president says he knows me. He said, actually, he looked you up and he knows who you are and he likes you. I said, yeah? I said, yeah, he, said, he sees you in the news. He thinks you, you actually speak rather well. You're quite entertaining and you're often very funny. But I told him that you were planning, you had been in Manchester, New Hampshire, and then you were in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and you were planning on driving down to Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he flat out said, no way, the guy will never do that. And I said to the boss, I said, I told him the same thing. You'll never be able to do that. And But he said, this guy said he was going to do it. He said, make book on it. So the president said to me, he said, if you see that guy in North Carolina, and I want you to look for him, if you actually find him there, you've got to give him something personally from me. And so Chris said, so here you are. You won the jackpot. You showed up, and in the limo, I've got a present for you from the President of the United States. 
drinking. He goes, just wait. And he went to his limo and came out with a pristine, perfect red MAGA hat signed across the, the brim uh, on the brow of the hat. And it was signed by President Trump. And he said, here is a present directly to you from the President of the United States. And he doesn't give many of these out. This is for you. And so I have a present directly from the President of the United States. A hat that I will never wear in public. Oh my goodness! That must have been quite the experience at that moment. But then, <laughs> but then there's a further punchline because the next day, there was, I mean, the North Carolina rally got canceled. So we left and hit the road pretty soon and we drove all night in separate cars, my friends and I. Yeah. And we convened, we convened in Altoona, Pennsylvania, where we saw a rally with Donald Trump Jr. and Ted Nugent. That was cool because Ted Nugent played some music. But the following day, we went to Reading. We caught President Trump's afternoon rally in Reading, Pennsylvania, a long drive. <laughs> and, and when I was there, near the front, in the middle of his speech, this is one of the great honors of my life, the president stopped talking about 50 minutes into his speech, and he said, there he is. There is the guy. And he goes, you. And he told everybody, he said, he said, this guy. He comes to all my rallies. I see him all the time. And he says the nicest things about me. And he said to the crowd, he said, the guy with the beard right here. I love this guy. And then he said, no, seriously, man. I really love you. It's good to see you here. But the president loves him. <laughs> that is amazing. That had to make your um, uh, all of your travels and work worth it yeah yes yes absolutely. yes i would uh, imagine i would uh, i'm just i'm just hoping i'm just hoping that you know i'm gonna i hope i well I, I told mark i said uh he said do you want to say anything to the president and i said look i didn't do any of this for profit or recognition <laughs> i did it because i wanted to see him elected president i'm glad i did my part because i made about fifty thousand phone calls when I worked at Trump Tower as a volunteer in the call center. And I said, the only thing I would ask, I said, I hope the day may come when I could meet him face to face and shake his hand and have a photo taken so I could prove this all happened. And he said, you know, with the COVID thing right now, we probably couldn't do that right now, but I am pretty sure this can be arranged in the near future. So now I wait, I wait for the time when I can meet the president. <laughs> Now I wait. Now I wait. You know what, Ed? That is amazing. I and I got a feeling, Ed, you will. You will. Whether no, now we know. We know because we we know he is going to um, win today. There is no doubt in my mind. How about you? I think uh, I think we're going to win tonight. I mean, uh, there is the problem. We've got seven states, including the state I live in now, New Jersey with mail-in only voting in, New Ch in, in Pennsylvania, where I'm calling you from right now, uh, which was a critical battleground state, as it is again. Pennsylvania has extended their, they're gonna have only voting at the polls, but they're extending their mail-in for I think almost a week after the election. So Pennsylvania might not be down for a week, but if he wins decisively, yes. In the, state, in the states that have normal voting, like New Hampshire, yeah. if he wins decisively, it might not matter. The, the seven states plus the District of Columbia 
that are hooked on this mail-in voting were blue states anyhow, that we were expected to lose anyhow. I believe we will know tonight, if not, if not the late night, November 3rd, early in the morning hours of November 4th, and we will know that Donald Trump has been re-elected president. And then we must brace ourselves for the madness of the streets. Yes. I am afraid of that. Yes. All joking aside, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm afraid of the riots and the possible bloodshed. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there, and I've been thinking about that. I'm sure I am not unique, but I've been thinking about that. I, you know, you're like I. You try to keep those silver linings intact, and you know, and keep looking at the bright side. But man, oh man, that is what I have been thinking about for weeks here, and uh, it's very it is that part of it's very scary. However, um, I believe, like you, I think I think it could be a landslide. Just to be honest with you, um, just judging by the enthusiasm, and 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 you would know that better than <laughs> than anybody for sure. Um, the enthusiasm, I think, and and you 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 know, is bigger than four years ago. Is even more so than four years ago. Would you say? Would you agree with that? Oh yes, because no, truly, I mean, Hillary was a rotten, horrible, evil person. And we were all kind of braced for the what seemed the inevitable that she would win. I mean, I'll be honest. Even at the at the campaign headquarters, uh, and we all shook hands on election day, pretty much acknowledging we made a noble battle. We have nothing to be ashamed of, and we did our best. But it's different now. As awful as, awful as Hillary was, the whole Democratic Party, in my opinion, has gone depraved. Uh, I believe we were we are in. We are in the middle of a second civil war. I really believe it. Yes. And it's worse. Because in 1860, let us not forget, in 1860, it was the radical Democrats that caused the problems. But back then, all they sought to do was tear this nation in half. The new Democrats of the 21st century of 2020 want to utterly destroy right. and erase the United States. America. That's right. If, if we, if Trump is not reelected, if they elect Joe Biden, mm-hmm. he'll be a sock puppet. Kamala Harris will run the country. The radical left will come in, and it will be the death of the United States. So I am fearful. I think it's more critical and more urgent that we win. Yeah, and uh, I, th- I think uh, you're right. And I think a lot. I think millions of folks have. Uh, finally caught on to that. Um, but, uh, you know, we shall see, right? Um, so, okay, real quickly, and, um, you know, I will uh, try to post, well, uh, you know, some uh, some photo, a photo of you. You and I, actually, you never sent one to me. You and I did a uh, selfie together <laughs> at the, at the, at the, and you know why, you know why I couldn't send it to you because I've got a old-fashioned Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. Send it from my computer as soon as I got home. Yep. And I've been home since I saw you. I've been <laughs> home to New Jersey. Saw you. Okay. I have the photo on. You can go to my Facebook page and lift any photo you find of me. Oh, yes, yes. No, I know that. But I, hey, I wanted one of us together. And I'll get that one day and I will forgive you, uh, uh, I, Ed, for that, you know. I'm like, 
Well, in the meantime, too, um, I am hoping to get you on for a few minutes tomorrow on my radio show. I think that'd be really fun. I'll have uh, two ladies in studio with me. And um, then we can hear a little bit more about um, your personal story, too, stories, too, relative to uh, you have a you have a you have a YouTube channel, don't you, Ed? Uh, yes, I recently, with my film director friend, John O'Riccio, we talked about it for, I mean, I act, in, I act in horror pictures, but one of these filmmakers, <laughs> and, and, and production, our productions have come to a standstill because uh, in yeah. New Jersey and in Pennsylvania, we can't shoot a movie, we'd be fine because of the coronavirus, so John and I got together, uh, we talked about it for years, and uh, about a month or so ago, we decided to start shooting some short videos, just he and I. I go out to his place and, and in his studio. Uh, we, we were quite socially distanced, and yes, I have, I have been. I have shot about seven or eight episodes of my web series, my political web series called "My Politics Are Right." I love that. Which, uh, that is awesome. I am. <laughs> I am. I, I am remiss because I actually had this idea five years ago, and it, I didn't get around to getting a film director to help me to do it until just a month ago. But, uh, but I hope you do tell people do check it. It's on YouTube. It's on yes, YouTube. yes, I saw I, it. That's how I found it. Yep. Yes. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. It's hard. We're we're talking over a little bit, but yes, it is on YouTube, and it's called "My Politics Are Right," as in R I G H T, and uh, on the right. And so you've got like seven. I didn't see that. the story about your hat, the story about your beard. And we'll get into that a little bit tomorrow, um, amongst other things. But this has been a lot of fun. And I, I'm so happy to have met you a week ago here in Manchester. What, what you are... <laughs> You are, you are unique. I can see um, why you have caught the attention of, of President Trump, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. And um, I, I, uh, I know we're both going to be saying uh, a prayer, uh, many prayers, that this uh, this amazing man, and he really is. I, I think it's tr- he's truly here for a reason. There is no doubt in my mind as well. Um, and I think that he will be reelected. He must. Parting uh, words from you? Well, don't say, um, I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying. How about amen? Say, amen. <laughs> amen. Everybody say a prayer. It's not just, it's a, it's a prayer for the future of the United States of America. If, if Donald Trump falls, that's actually it's for the future of the world. It, yeah. If President Trump falls, America falls. That's right. America falls, the rest free world will fall suit. Yes. Uh, and, and, and then it'll be the one world of Marxist new order. <laughs> the one world dictatorship will come to fruition. We've got, it'll be George Orwell's 1984 nightmare realized yeah. and we have to that from happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Mr. Edward X. Young. That is such a cool name. What does the X stand for? <laughs> is it something oh, you just... Oh, Xavier. Xavier. Of course it is. What else would it be, right? There's a story behind that name, but I'll reserve it for the next time. Okay. I I know you have so many stories, which we hardly even got to, by the way, because I cannot. You think about the the uh, uh, the, some of your best stories on the trail. 
that you want to share with us on the radio tomorrow because that will be really cool to hear. You did share a couple, but I want to hear the most recent, of course, but I want to hear um, you, there has to be many more, right? Just let me know what time you need me to my phone okay. All right. Hey, Ed, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it a bunch. I'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty, folks. We went over. Um, and thank you for joining me and uh, uh, Ed Edward X Young. That was so fun. And uh, you listen in tomorrow on my radio show because um, he will be on for a few minutes with us. And I, I'm going to put out a photo of him. He is an interesting fella and, and he is bigger deal than I thought. He is and he's very humble. He's quite the actor. He has quite the history of acting, by the way, and and more. And uh, but again, this is not about him so much as his um, support of, of uh, President Trump and um, it's it's genuine I mean you know and as as are all of us patriots who love this country right and we just do not want to see a fundamental transformation and, and we just don't and we won't all right we have faith and so until my next podcast um, thank you for joining me and uh, go to my website and share it, share it, share it with your friends. That is at www.lifewithliz.com. Alrighty. Take care you all. God bless you.